Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. Alan J. Huth shares a Bible passage with comments from over 35 years of his personal Bible reading journals and applies the Word of God to our daily lives. Today brings us to Luke chapter 13. We'll read about a fig tree. We'll read about a narrow gate. We'll listen to our guest reader, Dr. Dennis Furr, my personal medical physician, as he reads Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Are those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No. I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and put in manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, He called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox and his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. He said, Therefore, What is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is the leaven that a woman took and laid and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. He went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. When once the master of the house has ridden and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God 
but you yourselves cast out. And people will come from east and west, and from north and south, and recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow. And the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is forsaken, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In 1994, at 39 years old, I read Luke chapter 13, and I wrote in my personal Bible reading journal, Fertilize me again this year, that I might bear fruit for you. Then I wrote, what is the kingdom of God like? Growth. Both mustard seed and leaven grew or caused growth. And then I finished with, gather me, Lord, under your wing. The next year, at 40 years old, in 1995, I also read Luke 13 on one day. And I wrote, all will die. How we die, as heroes or just die, doesn't really matter. We must all repent or we will perish. Life is performance-based, like a fig tree. If it produces fruit, it is of value. If not, it is cut down. We are to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Then I finished with Jesus called people hypocrites. Not a nice name. And then I wrote, enter through the narrow gate. And the third year in a row, I read Luke 1996. This time I split it into two days. I read verses 1 through 21 on the first day. And I wrote, sin equals death without repentance and forgiveness. No fruit may equal death too, like the fig tree. And I finished with, what is the kingdom of God like? Small, but growing. I finished Luke 13 the next day, verses 22 through the end. And I wrote, many who think Jesus knows them will be left outside heaven, begging to get in, but it will be too late. Enter through the narrow gate of faith and belief and obedience to Jesus. And I finished with, Jesus had focus. He was going to Jerusalem to fulfill his mission, though it meant pain, suffering, and separation from God. I have an interesting journal entry in 1996. I wrote last cabinet meeting as president of Colorado Gideons. Feels a little weird. I have enjoyed my tenure as president. I believe I've contributed by offering leadership and vision to the ministry here. Also, I have had a great supporting cast of officers and wonderful interventions by God Almighty. We should reach the goal of becoming a half-million-dollar state by the end of the fiscal year. Praise God. It's been fun. Well, we'll see what's next in the Lord. That was 1996, and I was finishing my third term as president of the Colorado Gideons International. What's next became many, many more exciting opportunities. I became part of the International Extension Committee and had 18 countries in Asia and the South Pacific to oversee on behalf of the Gideons International. I became a USA trustee for six years serving on the International Cabinet, and I was elected International Treasurer and served three years in that capacity and today serve in my third term as Vice President of the Gideons International. That question I asked 22 years ago in 1996, it's been fun, we'll see what's next in the Lord, has certainly been fulfilled in my life 
and service in the Gideons International. Much of chapter 13 is focused on salvation. Verse 3 says, Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Verse 5 again says, No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Verse 23 says, And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Do you think you're going to heaven? On what basis do you think you're going to heaven? Well, over 90% of all people think they're going to heaven. Most think they're good people, and therefore God will let them in because they're good people. That's not what the scripture teaches. We see it here in chapter 13 of the Gospel of Luke. We also see the principle of bearing fruit. The fig tree was expected to bear fruit. The mustard seed grew and became a tree. Three measures of flour produced enough bread to feed a hundred people. So the practical application from chapter 13 of Luke is this. First, enter heaven through the narrow gate. Repent, seek his forgiveness, and you will enter heaven through the narrow gate of Jesus Christ. Next, while we're here, produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Maybe you need a little fertilizer. Maybe you need a little pruning. But bear fruit like the fig tree, the mustard seed, and the flower. God expects us to bear fruit for his kingdom while we sojourn on the earth. And lastly, let Jesus gather you under his wing. To me, that means daily. Meet with Jesus each and every day of your life. Never be too busy to spend time with God. In verse 34, Jesus reminds us he wants to do this. How often I would have gathered your children together as hens gather her brood under her wings, and you would not. Gather under the wings of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the wonderful lessons in Luke chapter 13. A reminder to repent or we will perish. A reminder to bear fruit for you while we sojourn on the earth. And a reminder to spend time with you each and every day. You love us so much that you want to spend time with us. Might we show our love for you by spending time with you each and every day. Gather us under your wings. In your name we ask it. Amen.